Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Winners and losers from Thursday Night Football next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Adam Azer to talk about Thursday's Chiefs-Chargers games and to answer some start-sit questions for Week 2. And obviously the, the big note coming out of this Thursday night game is, I mean, one, as the kids say, Justin Herbert got that dog in him, I believe is what <laughs> the kids would say. Uh, suffered what looked to be a pretty bad rib injury or what looked to be a rib injury, I suppose. Played through it and made a couple of incredible plays. Uh, also had one play where he had a clear path to a first down and just threw the ball out of bounds because he was in that much pain. So it didn't look great. I, I suffered a bruised rib playing flag football last fall, and I could barely do my job. So <laughs> clearly Justin Herbert has higher pain tolerance than I do. But Did someone grab your rib instead of the flag or something? Uh, I know my teammate's shoulder. I went right into him. We were oh. crossing. It was it was it was bad. It sounds bad. Uh, it actually sounds bad. It wasn't great, but you know, Justin Herbert's got better doctors than I do. So, you know, he's got some extra time before week three, but just in case the Chargers starting quarterback did have to miss time. I mean, how big of a downgrade do you think that is for this offense? It's a huge downgrade. <laughs> it would make it would make two wide receivers if Keenan Allen's back go from must start to the CD Lamb territory. Are we starting these guys? I don't yeah. know. Um I wouldn't even be able to speculate. I hope he's okay, but it would be it would be a huge downgrade. It'd be bad for Eckler too. It would be bad for it would be bad news for everyone. And they lost two offensive linemen in this game, by the way. We don't know the status of that yet. All right, let's uh, let's get a winner from this game. Who do you think comes out of this game looking better than they did coming in? And I'm not sure there's a lot of candidates here. Hmm. Think it, phrasing it that way. I mean, you Gerald could Everett. Gerald. Like, Everett. Yeah, I think that's probably the answer. I think that's really tied to Keenan Allen personally, because if just looking at the routes he ran and the catches he made, I mean, a lot of that stuff, so much of it was short. And I'm sure the Chiefs were playing, you know, a pretty conservative defense, trying to keep the Chargers short. Uh, but a lot of that, I think, was stuff that Keenan Allen would have thrived in. I think Allen probably would have had a really big game. So I would actually be looking to sell Gerald Everett. I'm not, I wasn't a big Everett guy going into the year, but he obviously had a, a good game, followed up a good game with an even better game. I know he didn't score in this one, but he was targeted right near the end zone. He was out of gas and ended up being the most yeah. important play of the game, a 99-yard pick six where Everett just – just a miscommunication with, with Herbert. But, uh, yeah, he looks better. Second leading receiver on the team behind Mike Williams. Obviously, Mike Williams looks better, but that's not a surprise to anyone. Yeah, he's but, but remember, with Keenan Allen out, everyone should do better, and – Three guys, because Palmer caught that touchdown, three guys did better than what they normally would. Uh, and Everett, I think, a huge uh, beneficiary of the Allen absence. Yep, Palmer with a an all-time fantasy bailout for those of you who started him because needed the garbage time. Not garbage time touchdown, but, you know, they were down two scores at the time. So that was nice. Clyde Edwards-Layer, he had the long run. He ended up, you know, with about 15 PPR points. Four targets is a pretty good sign, but still not loving the usage from him. But who, who's a loser from this one? And I, I think there's one obvious answer. Yeah, I, was just if you agree. 
I'd say the Chiefs wide receivers. Were you going to say Juju? I was going to say Travis Kelsey or Juju, yeah. Kelsey, look, here's the thing. The Chargers had a pretty bad defense last year, mm-hmm. but they, they really could have one of the best secondaries in football with J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel, and Derwin James. Der- Derwin James could be a tight end eliminator. He wasn't shadowing Travis Kelsey, but J.C. Jackson and James were on Kelsey enough. Um, mm-hmm. They got a good pass rush, obviously. So this was a tough matchup for this team. Not You don't really consider that with the Chiefs because they're just the Chiefs. You're never benching Kelsey, but I'm not... I don't not worried about Kelsey, not worried about Kelsey, the wide receivers. I was disappointed in Juju. I thought he was really the only one that could be an every week must start Mm -hmm. to be reevaluated after this. But again, terrific secondary here. Asante Samuel played lights out. Jackson had a terrible play where he gave up the the deep pass to uh, Watson, but they're going to be a challenge for a lot of teams. So I'm not too down on Kelsey, but you definitely got to reconsider Juju as a must start. Yeah, I agree with that. Let's move on to some week uh, week two. Excuse me, I almost got us ahead to week three. Week two start sick questions, and they're going to revolve around the injury report, and the Buccaneers' injury report is long right now, and it's mostly wide receivers. Leonard Fournette is actually on there, but he was limited. I expect him to play, but Mike Evans didn't practice with a calf injury on Thursday. Julio Jones didn't practice with a knee injury on Thursday. Russell Gage limited with that hamstring, so I'm assuming that he's okay and going to play, but Evans and Julio, tough matchup against the Saints. Even if they play, are you trusting them in your lineup this week? I feel like with Evans, you don't really have a choice. I don't know who has the guts to sit Mike Evans, but he's had one game in his career against Marshawn Lattimore with more than 13 PPR fantasy points, so he's never good against him. I don't know that I could be good enough at wide receiver to sit Mike Evans. Yeah, I don't really trust Julio as much as I did earlier in the week. Um, Friday is going to be a big day, Chris. I, I yeah. don't really know what to say about these guys right now. To be honest with you, I don't really trust Tom Brady at the current moment. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Who, you know, I'm not going to pick up Matt Ryan or anything like that. But if I did draft two quarterbacks, two really good ones, I'd start Matthew Stafford over Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. I'd over start Tom Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins over him. Um. Yeah. You know what? I don't think I could disagree with that. I, I think it's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I'd agree. I'd agree. I, I would start those guys over him. I just now look if Julio and, and Evans both play, maybe that changes things. But right now, I'm yeah. I'm nervous. I'm thinking the Saints really limit this offense. All right, are you starting J.K. Dobbins if he's cleared? Yes, yes, I am. You know, interesting. As a low end running back and a high end flex, but I'm not avoiding him. They need him. They really need him. They had no running game against one of the worst run defenses in football last year. So, yeah, I'm going to be more bullish on him than most. And I already know the answer from this one. I know you're starting Alan Zard, Adam, but what do you expect from him in his likely debut? We're not 100% sure he's going to play, but he's been limited so far. A touchdown. <laughs> uh, at least opportunities for a touchdown. I think this is going to be the guy that Aaron Rodgers trusts. They, he really needs someone you know, that he's had, that he has chemistry with someone he can rely on. Someone who's going to do the right things and be a red zone and green zone and end zone option for him, which Alan Zard has, was all last year. Um, and I expect a big performance from the Packers offense coming off that loss, facing a bad bears team at home on Sunday night. Aaron Rodgers is so good prime time, especially at home. So I think Lazard's going to have a good game. I'd start him over JK Dobbins, uh, you know, for example, in any format. So I, I would think Lazard to me is going to be a, uh, an easy start. 
All right, we're going to have to keep a close, close eye on those Sunday morning inactives, so make sure you tune in to the full episode of Fantasy Football today on Friday. Make sure you tune in to FFT and 5 on Sunday morning and our uh, YouTube stream, youtube.com slash fantasyfootballtoday. We'll have more for you when the news breaks. For Adam, I'm Chris. We'll see you next time. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.